The Trumpet of the Swan by E. B. White. Chapter 14. Boston. Louis liked Boston the minute he saw it from the sky. Far beneath him was a river. Near the river was a park. In the park was a lake. In the lake was an island. On the shore was a dock. Tied to the dock was a boat shaped like a swan. The place looked ideal. There was even a very fine hotel nearby. Louis circled twice, then glided down and splashed to a stop in the lake. Several ducks swam up to look him over. The park was called the Public Garden. Everybody in Boston knows about it, and goes there to sit on benches in the sun, to stroll about, to feed the pigeons and the squirrels, and to ride the swan boat. A ride costs twenty-five cents for grown-ups, fifteen cents for children. After a short rest and a bite to eat, Louis swam over to the dock and climbed out on the shore. The man who was taking tickets for the swan boat ride seemed surprised to see an enormous white swan wearing so many things around his neck. "'Hello,' said the boatman. Louis lifted his trumpet. "'Co-ho!' he replied. At the sound, every bird in the park looked up. The boatman jumped. Boston residents, as far as a mile away, looked up and said, "'What's that?' Nobody in Boston had ever heard a trumpeter swan. The sound made a big impression. People eating a late breakfast in the Ritz Hotel on Arlington Street looked up from their food. Waiters and bellboys said, "'What's that?' The man in charge of the swan boat was probably the most surprised man in Boston. He examined Louis's trumpet, his money bag, his life-saving medal, his slate, and his chalk pencil. Then he asked Louis what he wanted. Louis wrote on his slate, "'Have trumpet.' need work. "'Okay,' said the boatman. "'You've got yourself a job. A boat leaves here in five minutes for a trip around the lake. Your job will be to swim in front of the boat, leading the way and blowing your horn.' "'What salary do I get?' asked Louis on his slate. "'We'll settle that later when we see how you make out,' said the boatman. "'This is just a try-out.' Louis nodded. He arranged his things neatly around his neck entered the water quietly, took up a position a few yards in front of the boat, and waited. He wondered what would make the boat go. He couldn't see any outboard motor, and there were no oars. In the forward part of the boat were benches for the passengers. In the stern was a structure that was shaped like a swan. It was hollow. Inside of it was a seat, like a bicycle seat. And there were two pedals inside, like the pedals of a bicycle. When the passengers were all aboard, a young man appeared. He climbed into the stern of the boat and sat down on the seat inside the hollow swan-shaped structure and began to push the pedals with his feet, as though he were riding a bike. A paddle-wheel began to turn. The boatman cast the lines off, and as the young man pedaled, the swan-boat slowly moved out into the lake. Louis led the way, swimming with his left foot, holding his trumpet with his right foot. "'Co-ho!' said Louis's trumpet. The wild sound rang loud and clear and stirred everyone's blood. Then, realizing that he should play something appropriate, Louis played a song he had heard the boys sing at camp. "'Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream.' The swan-boat passengers were beside themselves with joy and excitement. A real live swan playing a trumpet! Life was a dream, all right! What a lark! What fun! What pleasure!' "'This is real groovy!' cried a boy in the front seat. "'That bird is as good as Louis Armstrong, the famous trumpet-player. "'I'm going to call him Louis.' 
When Louis heard this, he swam alongside the boat, took his chalk pencil in his mouth, and wrote, "'That's actually my name.' "'Hey, how about that?' yelled the boy. "'This swan can write, too. Louis can write. Let's give him a cheer.' The passengers cheered loudly. Louis swam ahead again, leading the way. Slowly and gracefully the boat circled the island, while Louis played "'Gentle on my mind' on his trumpet." It was a lovely September morning, hazy and warm. Trees were beginning to show their autumn colors. Louis played Old Man River. When the swan boat docked and the passengers got off, long lines of people were waiting to get aboard for the next ride. Business was booming. Another boat was being made ready to accommodate the crowds. Everyone wanted to ride the swan boats behind a real live swan playing a trumpet. It was the biggest happening in Boston in a long time. People like strange events and queer happenings, and the swan boat, with Louis out front leading the way, suddenly became the most popular attraction in Boston. "'You're hired,' said the boatman, when Louis climbed out onto the bank. "'With you playing the trumpet, I can double my business. I can triple it. I can quadruple it. I can quintuple it. I can—I can—I can, I can, I can sextuple it. Anyway, I'll give you a steady job.' Louis lifted his slate. "'What salary?' he asked. The boatman gazed around at the crowds waiting to get aboard. "'A hundred dollars a week,' he said. "'I'll pay you a hundred dollars every Saturday "'if you'll swim ahead of the boats and play your horn. "'Is it a deal?' Louis nodded his head. The man seemed pleased, but puzzled. "'If it isn't too much to ask,' said the boatman, "'would you mind telling me why you're so interested in money?' "'Everybody is,' replied Louis on his slate. "'Yeah, I know,' said the boatman. "'Everybody likes money. It's a crazy world. But, I mean, why would a swan need money? You can get your meals just by dipping down and pulling up tasty plants at the bottom of the lake. What do you need money for?' Louis erased his slate. "'I'm in debt,' he wrote. And he thought about his poor father who had stolen the trumpet— and about the poor storekeeper in Billings who had been robbed, and whose store had been damaged. Louis knew he must go on earning money until he could pay off what he owed. "'Okay,' said the boatman, addressing the crowd. "'This swan says he's in debt. All aboard for the next ride.' And he began selling tickets. The boatman owned several boats, all of them shaped like a swan. Pretty soon every boat was full, and money was flowing in. All day long, the swan boats circled the lake, carrying their load of happy people, many of them children. Louis played his trumpet as he had never played it before. He liked his job. He loved to entertain people, and he loved music. The boatman was just as pleased as he could be. When the day was over, and the boats had made their last trip, the boatman walked over to Louis, who was standing on shore, arranging his things. "'You've done great,' said the boatman. "'You're a good swan. I wish I'd had you long ago. And now, where are you planning to spend the night?' "'Here on the lake,' Louis wrote. "'Well, I don't know about that,' said the man uneasily. "'An awful lot of people are curious about you. They might make trouble for you. Bad boys might molest you. I don't trust the people who hang around this park at night. You might get kidnapped. I don't want to lose you. I think I'll take you across to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel and get you a room for the night.' It's clean, and the food is good. It would be safer. Then I can be sure you'll come to work in the morning. Louis didn't think much of this idea, but he agreed to go. He thought, 
"'Well, I've never spent a night in a hotel. Maybe it would be an interesting experience.' So he walked along with the boatman. They left the park and crossed Arlington Street and entered the lobby of the Ritz. It had been a long, tiring day for Louis, but he felt relieved to know that he had a good job and that he could earn money in Boston as a musician. End of chapter 14. Read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, on Saturday, April 11, 2015, in San Diego, California.